Welcome to the podcast and the church set. My name is Dr. Monique Smith-Gadson, a Christ follower, a licensed professional counselor, specializing in the integration of the Christian faith in counseling and in marriage and family therapy. I'm your host for this weekly podcast where we discuss church and culture from a Christian counseling perspective. All of our insights are rooted biblically to foster emotional, mental, and spiritual health for individuals and churches. We help the many members of the body, as well as the body as a whole, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. We believe healthy members, healthy body. Although I am a licensed clinician, this podcast is not intended to serve as therapy. We strongly encourage you to seek out your own personal relationship with a professional therapist. So thank you for joining us for this week's episode. Hello, everyone. I'm so glad to have you join us for the conversation on today. Continued thanks to each of you who listen and support the podcast. Thank you to those of you who subscribe and those of you who have shared the podcast. I'm so very appreciative of your constant support and encouragement. And if you will, please continue to leave us five-star ratings and go and write a review for us so others may be able to find our podcast. And perhaps if the content is something that is beneficial or of interest to them, they will have a easier time finding us if you help us to um, be found by writing those reviews. So thank you all so very much for your constant support. So today, we're going to be doing a midweek service to the church. We will be discussing healing from betrayal. So first of all, let's define betrayal. So to betray means to fail or desert, especially in the time of need. Betrayal is defined as the act of betraying someone or something, violation of a person's trust, or confidence. So according to Klein and Reed in their article entitled Betrayal versus Non-Betrayal Trauma, they state that high betrayal in particular is the sense of being harmed by the intentional actions or omissions of a person with whom a survivor is in a trusted relationship. Although any interpersonal trauma can constitute a degree of betrayal due to the inherent nature, due to the inherent trust we put in others not to harm or harm us or violate our psychological and physical integrity, a high betrayal trauma involves a violation of trust that was perpetrated by a close contact. So consequently, high betrayal trauma can result in the disruption in one's sense of self, beliefs about the world and others, moral foundation, and ability to process, form, and maintain healthy relationships. They further state that betrayal is a dimension of psychological trauma that has unique mental and physical health implications. Betrayal trauma theory posits that trauma 
processes and outcomes are influenced by the degree to which a negative event represents a betrayal by a person or an institution that the victim depends on for survival and well-being. Some of their findings included, include the following. High betrayal trauma is more strongly related to physical health outcomes, such as physical health complaints. High betrayal events more strongly predict psychiatric distress, such as PTSD, depression, anxiety, and disordered sleep patterns. So remember that when you want to say um, to someone you need to let that go, or if you yourself have heard and been told you need to let that go, it's not like picking a piece of lint off of your clothes. This trauma gets embedded in our physical bodies. And even if we think it's solely just cognitive and just in our minds, and we think we should just snap out of it, it's just not that simple of a process. Betrayal penetrates our being and becomes embedded. And depending on how many of these high trauma events someone has experienced over time, it is not only embedded, but it's also reinforced in our beings. So again, it's just not a simple process. So think of it this way. It's like wrapping an item in that bubble plastic wrap with a rubber band around. Then you place that wrapped item in another bag, securing it with a piece of rope. You then place that bag with the wrapped item in a storage trunk. You lock the trunk, you secure it with an additional padlock, and then you take the whole trunk and you wrap it in chains. And then you go and you dump the whole trunk into the ocean. Yeah, something like that. Some people have that type of trauma that is embedded in their beings. Now, let me say this. This does not mean that one is doomed for life, for dealing with those adverse effects of that type of trauma. Because it does sound like an impossible situation that even like a Houdini would not be able to escape, but it's not. There are varying degrees of interventions to help deal with the effects of years of layered and prolonged trauma. You might not be at a 99, but you can have levels of recovery. So let's move on a bit further into the discussion. Emotional regulation is one's ability to understand, experience, and express their emotions. Listen to this again. The ability to understand, experience, and express emotions. So when we interrupt or abort a person's need to express their emotions, we are interrupting the very thing that is used in the coping and the healing process. Emotional regulation is very important because it has been identified and established as a key indicator in mental health. Emotional dysregulation and PTSD symptom severity are strongly related. 
So if we allow for emotional regulation to run its course, we can possibly see that the severity of one's symptoms as it relates to, for example, the PTSD can be decreased. That is hopeful and that is encouraging. So emotional regulation can be aided by social support. Now, social support is defined as feeling liked and encouraged by intimate family and friends. Social support is known to promote both happiness and health. Some additional benefits of social support are as follows. Social support calms us and reduces blood pressure and stress hormones. Social support fosters stronger immune functioning. And close relationships give us an opportunity for, quote, open heart therapy, end quote, a chance to confide painful feelings. Confide. Please hear me here. Suppressing emotions can be detrimental to your physical health. Yes, suppressing emotions can be detrimental to your physical health. I have tried to scream this from every mountaintop over the years, every time I have an opportunity. And so this is why it is terribly important for us to allow for the expression of emotions because this is the route toward emotional regulation. So remember, high betrayal trauma survivors are gonna be least likely to engage their social support system. High betrayal trauma is more predictive of relationship dysfunction, mistrust, and low self-disclosure. Think about it. They've been hurt by someone that they considered close. So the very thing they th that they need the most, this social support, will be one of the last resorts because when you don't know like who to trust, your orientation is off. It has been disturbed. So we must, as the body of Christ, teach people, the members, how to be safe people. And the body must be assessed and deemed as being a safe place also. We will not automatically assume that the body is safe. There might be members within that are safe, but high trauma survivors require an environment that is as sanitized, as safe as possible. Consider it like being admitted to ICU and then the step down process is then maybe being transferred to PICU, then to a regular room, and maybe finally being discharged to go home. Consider it that kind of a process when you're dealing with high trauma survivors. What we do know is that social support is a, is a protective factor in mental health. It is universally related to greater happiness. However, that social support 
must be safe and healthy. And hear what else I'm saying. Social support does not mean you're cheering up a person. It means that you are a safe and a healthy landing and leaning spot when things are really difficult for a person. So when we consider the hurts, the disappointments, rejections, abandonment, ridiculing, belittling, the abuses, the assaults that so many have endured over time, and especially this year, we really need to consider how God might be asking us to posture ourselves to channel his healing power. When we realize that social support is an important factor in lessening the effects of PTSD and assisting with the emotional regulation that is so desperately needed as one processes, and hear me again say processes, not circumvents, their traumas. It is imperative that the body of Christ and the many members within prepare to be that corrective emotional experience that is so desperately needed by so very many. The research will suggest that Emotional clarity and awareness may particularly benefit from social interaction and feedback. So this means that if we are able to speak openly about our feelings, listen to the way others speak about their emotions, it can allow survivors to attend to their own emotions and begin to make sense of their emotional experiences. Hear this though, in contrast, emotional avoidance, which may be potentially effective in the short term, can ultimately facilitate emotional dysregulation and distress. So again, the body, the body of Christ, the many members, how are we going to prepare ourselves to be that corrective emotional experience that is so desperately needed by so very many? Can we be a good social support system? Can we allow for a person to undergo that process of emotional regulation by allowing them to express and understand their emotions? Because what we're talking about here is potentially um, the members or people outside of the body. They could look like the child who is cursed and mistreated by his or her parents, and then they are ridiculed, say, like at school by their teachers and their other classmates. High betrayal trauma. The woman who was just told by her husband that he is leaving her for another. 
high betrayal trauma. The coworker who found out that another colleague has painted him or her in a less than favorable manner in front of their boss or supervisor. High betrayal trauma. The person who has been homeless and just trying to desperately get established. The one who just found out that the pleas to the doctor that were ignored resulted in a critical condition that is now dire. High betrayal trauma. The ones who tirelessly work for justice for all being smeared um, and their reputation being uh, ruined as an extremist. The husband who is put down for not being manly enough for whatever the reason. What about that teen who is turned on and blindsided out of nowhere in front of a group of onlookers? What if that person was a trusted friend? High betrayal trauma. It could look like those who walk in constant fear of being mistreated by those who are supposed to be trusted public servants. It can be the friend who realizes that a close friend has been saying unkind and untrue things behind his or her back. It could be the sibling that found out that his or her own sibling has been stealing from them. It can be the one who waits for someone to say something, anything, anything against or just the acknowledgement of oppressive forces, events that have to be unsettling and disturbing. That's what this can look like. So will you be able to answer these questions that the soul cries out audibly and sometimes inaudibly? Do you see me? Do you hear me? Do you love me? Will you protect me? Will you speak up for me? Can I trust you? Are you safe? Will you hurt me? Will you reject me? Will you ridicule me in front of others? Will you take care of me? Can you answer those questions that Numerous people's souls are crying out. Can you even answer the question that the disciples asked at the Passover? Surely not I, Lord. What would be your response to that question? Because remember, Jesus said, 
one of you will betray me. As we move forward, attempting to heal the hurts, to mend the rifts, I pray that we can think about how we can come alongside those who are hurting and esteem them. This is whether we understand or not, whether they look like us or more times not. Can we demonstrate the greater way, which is love, which shows forth that to all men that, that we know we are his disciples because we, we love one another? Can we, can we display that? Can we show forth that to all men? Can we? Will you be a safe member? Will you work toward being a safe body? Will you be a good social support system? Will you be the body of Christ, the family of God? Can you help someone in the process of emotional regulation? This is how we can help heal from betrayal because there is a hurting and a weary world that is in desperate need of not only our savior, but also an emotional savior. Will you embody that hope that is found in Jesus? Will you point the way to him? Will you feed his sheep? You know, if you love him. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, let anyone who has ears to hear listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. After you have heard my call, will you be a part of the healing that so many have experienced from betrayal? What will be your response? And the church sings.